Right, I just hit record. Ready for a clap? All right. Ah! <laughs> Welcome to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly international podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tim the Handlebreaker, and with me today, special guests, the great Red State of North, North Carolina, Uncle Buck. Yeah? Yeah. You're there. Yeah. Who else is there? Okay. The most slovenly Damn. dressed man in the world, Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. Slovenly dressed. That's me. And uh, what was your name? You said it so fast. You said the whole thing like you were trying to speed read through it, like a school assignment. <laughs> yeah, so our, our, guest, our guest this week is my very close friend, um, Tim. From Hello, the, Tim? He, he's, he's the handle breaker. Okay, the so uh, you told the story of him in one of the bonus episodes. Yeah, so he and I... And our, our our third friend of ours, um, we were all driving to go get pizza one day, one afternoon, um, at a place called Papa Murphy's, and it's it's a single cab truck, so we're all three like crammed in there, right? And we get to the Papa Murphy's, and Tim reaches down to open the door, and then he pulls up and he's holding the handle, the door handle in his hands, because <laughs> he had broken it off. I was Good job, you I, man. I really wanted that pizza, man. Thor. Uh, and so we've made fun of him about this incessantly. And this was this was probably what like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a question uh, for the both of you because I'm really confused. Uh, for those of you not watching the ten dollar feed uh, that you can get to at patreon.com forward slash hwidg, there's no video for Handlebreaker. Yes. Uh, why is this? That's because he's in he's in witness protection. I am in the witness protection program, as they call it. Well, uh, for being on this show, you're probably going to need it because bad things afoot these days. Yeah, that's that's bad true. Things. Very true. I don't, I don't know that I have twenty million dollars hanging around here. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know about that either. And uh, I'm not listed on anything, so I'm free to go. Listen, uh, I do have some good news this week. Yeah. So, uh, in as we as we run over last week, we're not going to dive into it a bunch this week, unless you just want to. Uh, you are on the receiving end of a of, of litigiousness. Yes. Would that be accurate? That is correct. Uh, and in support of you, Mad Cucks, uh, people have been pledging to the Patreon they left have and been. right. Yeah. Like the average of about three a day, new patrons. And it's for one, thank you to everyone who's doing that. Uh, I'm sure on behalf of Tab, but also on behalf of me because I get half of that. So, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but I would like to say that um, we currently have 59 patrons for a, t- a grand total of $258. Yep. Now, the guy who is suing you has... Hold on, let me, let me prepare this. The guy who's suing you has... 57 to our 58 and only comes in at a mere $231. Here's what I 
Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Very nice, very nice. I, I was hoping that. I would get at least a chuckle out of you for that. <laughs> Man, I it's suck. It's sucking the happiness out of my life, dude. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely understand uh, having uh, having your ant hill run over by a bolt, put, threatened by a bulldozer. Could uh, you know? No, it's having it's having my ant hill threatened by like a matchbox car of a bulldozer. But the person that's driving that thinks that they have a full size one. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like being aimed at with the biggest gun in the world, and the guy who's aiming it can't aim <laughs> or pull the trigger. He has no arms. But, the guy who's aiming but it you still don't like being in front of the barrel. So yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so I forgot to talk about this last week, uh, but we have we've instituted a new feature in the Discord. That's right. We now have we now have weekly voting. I share the episode posts and 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 the issues and using our custom emojis of everybody on the show, we're able to vote on issues. So episode 50 was biting your tongue, the sudden infestation of flies and then our first joint issue religion. Right? And so then people react to that by click by choosing which emoji they like the most. And episode 50, the emoji with the most reactions was me for biting your tongue. So I won that episode. All right, hold on. Here we go. Causes issues fucking suck. Buck, 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 buck. Tab, buck, buck. Tab. There you go. Yeah, so then last week's episode, episode 51, it was outdoor festivals bureaucracy and toy games was mine and bureaucracy got the most upvotes of the Canadian flag. So that was, that was a Pat's issue and I got two upvotes and then you got only one, unfortunately. It's not a contest. Yeah. It's not a it contest. wasn't even you. It wasn't <laughs> even you that voted on it either. That was the real impressive thing. So why would I vote it? That's cheating. Yeah, so there's there's now a new there's a new channel. It's called Patriotic Duty, and that's gonna be where voting's gonna be held from now on. So it'll be it'll be easy to find moving forward. Patriotic Duty. Yeah, it's your Patriotic Duty. I love vote it. on the show. Join the Discord and vote on the show. So that's a lot of that's a lot of fun. It's a new feature of the of the show, and everybody should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to be part of the three people that voted. Okay. Hey, I had seven people vote on my issue, buddy. Okay. You can be one of the one people that voted for Buck. Will be the will be the thing. I haven't even paid attention to the voting. That's I don't know. I've just never cared. That's what the losers usually usually say. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week when my issue gets voted top, I'll be like, "Fuck you! I told uh, you that the voting is the best. It was my idea the whole time." Yeah, yeah. That's what's gonna be okay. Uh, any other any other chat at the top of the show or do you want to dive Man, right we in we can't go into too like if our bands get too spicy you can get sued for spicy bands now so yeah we should probably just get in some issues and avoid lawsuits altogether get, get into the safe area where we're talking about well in my case nonsensical things who yeah. goes first this week it's my it's my week to go first all right well then i guess you better go ahead buddy so here's what i don't get hollywood types who th- who think their shit doesn't stink Okay. Yeah. So There's I, I, a lot of those. 
There's a, there is a lot of those. I'm talking more specifically about the ones that seem to think that they are the greatest filmmaker ever in the history of time, and they're not. Yeah. Not everything can be Citizen Kane. Yeah, so like this, just a few that weeks ago. Rid- yeah, that would suck. <laughs> just a few weeks ago, Ridley Scott came out and he's like, yeah, the Alien franchise, just man, it's fucking dead. It's a dead franchise. It's because all these comic books and video games and it's the media, the market's too saturated with the alien, the alien creature. It's just not scary anymore. It's like, no, Ridley Scott, Alien Covenant just really, really sucked. Yeah. And that's your fucking fault. I guess he's not down with voting either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, and, and there's there's a lot lots in the past, like uh, Josh Trank when he did Fantastic Four. Yeah. It was, it was, oh, it's all the studio's fault. They did all this, you know, they interrupted my blah, 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 and they did this blah, blah, blah. Like, well, maybe, or maybe, like, you tried to make the Fantastic Four like some dark, brooding fucking Batman thing, and then after you cast a black guy as, um, as fucking Johnny, the Johnny Storm, Johnny Blaze. Storm. No, Johnny Blaze is, Johnny Storm is, is then the, yeah. You didn't cast also a black chick as Susan Storm because two black people in one movie. That's just way too many black people in a movie that's not directed by Tyler Perry. Uh, <laughs> and, and people were like, you're just doing this to to virtue signal, you fucking idiot. And also you're like the whole the movie fucking sucked. It's like, a bad movie. Um, the it's thing to watch it. The, the, the Scarlet. Uh, no, it's um, Jessica Alba. And then a bunch of other people that Michael nobody Chiklis. knows. Yeah. And yeah, Michael Chiklis is in it as as the thing. That thing is like a rubber suit thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a lot more believable than the CGI like mutant thing who looks uh-huh. like he's actually made out of rocks. Like, did you guys never look at the fucking comic book before you were making this? That was terrible. He didn't take any responsibility for that. Joss Whedon takes zero responsibility for Alien Resurrection, which is really funny because, like, interviews with Joss Whedon about Alien Resurrection, he's like, no, they uh, they pretty much used my script. Uh, that's not a good Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon's like, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they pretty much used my script um, word, word for word, but... What, what they didn't do with my script was they just, like, they took all the jokes wrong, they casted it wrong, they directed it wrong, they lit it wrong. Everything is wrong in this movie except for my uh, my script, which is great. Like, no, your script is fucking stupid, Joss. Bringing Ripley Everyone back to life via cloning me. and giving her alien blood? Fucking dumb. Also, there probably wasn't enough bare feet in that movie for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it happens all the time, and they just... Like, there's no, they have no, what they did was perfect, and everyone around them fucked it up, as opposed to just going like, yeah, I kind of shit the bed when I made the the love story between Black Widow and the Hulk come out of fucking nowhere in Age of Ultron, and basically, like, boiled the Black Widow down to her romantic interest instead of leaving her as a cool badass assassin. Yeah. Failing the Bechdel test again. That's what it is. Yeah. Has there been anyone who's actually just come out and said, like, yeah, turns out I didn't do it good? Can you think of anybody? Uh, not off the top of my head. I know that it's happened. I mean, it has to have happened. Like, even, uh, what's that guy's name? Tommy Wiseau made The Room. Yeah. Like, the, I haven't even watched it, but I've watched parts of it. Laughably absurd. Well, there's, Laughably uh, ab- 
Like the Troll 2 people seem to be pretty aware that that movie's terrible. Oh, yeah? Most yeah. most horror directors, most horror people are uh, pretty self-aware. Yeah, and that's say. why it's such a great, zon- great genre. Like, yeah. it's not trying to be this pretentious douchebaggery. It doesn't take itself seriously? Like, really, Scott well, especially pisses me off because they had that, the guy who did District 9, which I hated District 9, but... Like his, he pitched a a sequel to Aliens that sounded pretty good, and then uh, Ridley Scott was like, "No, I'm gonna make a prequel trilogy for the Alien uh, that no one fucking wanted. There was no fucking reason for it. Like I liked Prometheus. Most people did not like Prometheus. Yeah, I, I liked Prometheus. Yeah. Um, Alien Covenant was fucking terrible. I didn't watch it. It was like they they took the stupidest people. So in in um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book series, right? F- Ford and Arthur show up on a spaceship, and they find out that the spaceship is like a colony ship that's gonna go because their planet was doomed. And then they find out that the colony ship is only staffed with like the dumbest and you most useless people on Earth, like telephone cleaners and yeah, <laughs> like the. Lo- that's what Alien Covenant is. They put a scientific team together to lead this ship, and they staffed it with the dumbest fucking people on Earth. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to go land and pick these people up on this stupid skiff thing. Like, hop on board. All right, now we got to fly away. I'm going to fly forward. Your fucking thing has VTOL capability. They're all on board? Just go straight up. <laughs> Just go straight up until you can't go up anymore. And then everybody's dead, and the movie's over, and everybody's happy. But instead, he's like flying all fucking around, and the alien gets aboard the ship. A fucking course, it, it does, because everyone in the and they and he really shit the bed with the, the origin of the alien too. Because like, alien doesn't need an origin. There's zero reason for it. It's the monster. Yeah, like it's it's the elemental fear. Yeah, it's 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 an other. It's a it's a uh, uh what's the fucking word for it? I don't know. It, it's it's an, once you explain it, you've taken away the mystery and you've in a in a sense humanized it. Yeah, it's it's Varelsa. It's the other that is that will always need to be destroyed because it's evil. Um, the and so he in his movies, like he makes it look like he's going to explain the origin of the alien, but here's the only info we need on how the alien got into the ship on Alien. How did the the ship? land on LV-427 and destroy all the big fucking aliens that were in there. That's it. And he didn't do that. Like, he's established that the big aliens are all dead now. So, how does a ship of big, giant aliens get infected with an alien crash land on a planet? No. Doesn't work. Like, your movie's fucking stupid and you lose. Yeah. People, here's something I've noticed. People these days they get so invested in their own story and they, they have all these great ideas, what seems to them great ideas, great little bits of lore, things that they feel will enrich the universe of a movie. And so they just try to cram all this stuff in when it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, as someone that went to film school, yes. (laughs) So there's, there's only a handful of rules and I'm not a filmmaker. I never went to film school. Uh, But there's like a handful of rules, like don't tell me, show me. And if it doesn't forward the plot, chop it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's like there's a new school of filmmaking in which everything is just, uh, 
you had this random idea, throw it in there. Kevin Smith, the notorious, famous slash notorious filmmaker, had uh, Bruce Willis on the set of one of his movies, uh, Cop Out. Mm -hmm. And he had a script full of like just dumb, pointless dialogue and stuff that didn't make any sense. And so on, on filming day, Bruce Willis would walk up to him, take the script out of his hand, look at it and like throw several pages on the floor and be like, this is what we're going to shoot today. And Kevin Smith would look at him like, what are you talking about? This other stuff is bullshit and it's just going to end up on the editing room floor. Let's save time and money. You'll thank me later. Turned out he was right. I've never heard that story before. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a, a, a little bit of a beef between those two because it turned out uh, Bruce Willis despised Kevin Smith for being a fucking idiot. So take no, I, I actually kind of like what Kevin you will. Smith. I like his movies and I think he's a funny guy, but like there's certain, there's certain areas where he's just a fucking moron. And yeah, I, would, all I, are in some ways. I wouldn't trust Bruce Willis with the script. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is Bruce Willis. who starred in Die Hard. Uh, what's the most recent one? Die Hard again. Die Hard. A good day to die hard. A good day to die hard. And that movie called, was fucking awful. So where was called, his where was his script editing on that movie? Well, yeah. it's because in his mind the title was Die Hard, Hey, it's a paycheck. So. Well, so is Cop Out. So fucking film the scenes we tell you to film and sit the fuck down, you bald jackass. Your day ended long ago, and why you're still in fucking movies, I will never know. Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford, they all just need to fucking retire. Well, I mean, Harrison Ford's gonna be dead soon anyway, just like Han Solo. Um, I just Take watched. You I just watched the Ender's Game movie and it has Harrison Ford in there. That movie was fucking awful. Was it? Yeah, it was terrible. The pacing, like it was at such a breakneck pace, it was ridiculous. Well, I've never, uh, I've never read the book, and I didn't watch the movie because I was unfamiliar with the book. So yeah, if, I, I feel I, like I if, defer to your judgment. If you haven't read the book, like the the reason why characters care about one another is totally lost. Okay. So. Well, that's a good point. In in books, throwing in lore and scenes and people's internal monologues, a good thing can be if it's well written. But in movies, like you, you can't. It's 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 hard to distill that much information into a two hour movie, right? Well, I mean, you can still use internal internal narr narration and stuff. Like the movie Memento is a great example of a movie that's built with. You know, and it, it built on an internal monologue. Yeah, but that was an intentional thing. It wasn't a movie that would work well without the monologue and then monologue crammed in. Like a Blade, like Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I'm just real tired of it. Just fucking take your lumps. Admit that you were wrong. Admit that your movie sucks. You know, Zack Snyder, oh, the, opposite, the opposite of him, like, The Man of Steel was fucking terrible. Everybody hated it. And then they were like, we're going to have this guy make a sequel. Like, do you guys, are you not seeing? And then they made a sequel, Batman versus Superman. And that was fucking worse. And not, not only worse, <laughs> but long and boring and worse. And to the mm -hmm. point where they got to the fight between Batman and Superman. And my default position, I should just like, if I just walked in and saw Batman and Superman fight, Batman fighting anybody, I should just be like, I'm rooting for Batman. Yeah. 
By the time they got to that fight, I was like, God, I hope fucking Superman crushes Batman's skull right before, (laughs) right after he gets a a shot off of a kryptonite gun through the back of his fucking head. (laughs) Like, I didn't even, I didn't even, and so then they're like, we're making Justice League and director's going to be Zack Snyder. And it's like, why? He's made two fucking terrible movies for for you. Why the fuck would you hire him to make another one? Uh, who knows, man? It's all and money. then they had fucking Joss Whedon come in and do reshoots for Zack Snyder because Zack Snyder had like his daughter die or some shit. I hate to hear that. I don't care. Uh, and and now it's like a quasi Joss Whedon movie, but the fucking movie doesn't work as a Joss Whedon movie because it's like such a dark, mopey shit fuck of a pre-existing world that when Joss Whedon comes in and has them go like, these are jokes. You're like. Oh, oh. Why are That's, we telling jokes yeah, all of a sudden? It's the exact opposite of why uh, The Dark Knight Returns in the comics worked at all. The reason that works is because you have this goofy, bright DC comic history, and then you have Frank Miller coming in doing this dark, futuristic tale about Batman and Superman fighting each other. And DC well, went and did even, the opposite. It's not, even about, it's not even about the Batman and Superman fighting each other. Like That's the climax. Yeah. But the that is about how like law and order has de- devolved and Batman's needed again. And, but society is at a point where they don't think Batman works and Superman has been corrupted from truth, justice, the American way to just like, he's an, he's an instrument of the government, but it also, it, it's important because early on, even in that comic book, like there are, co- there are conversations between Batman and Superman where they're still friends and it builds on the idea of that they had been friends for decades. Mm-hmm. And, right. That's why Civil War they, worked. Yeah. That's why Civil War worked. Cause then you care about the characters. Like if, if yeah, that's a great example because Marvel had launched with Civil War and they're like, here's Captain America, here's Batman, here's Iron Man. And now they hate each other. We just be like, uh, Okay. Why? Yeah. But the fact that we, I mean, that's why Marvel works and DC doesn't because they, they just, they want, we're making a cinematic universe. We've made one fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Grand plans. The devil's in the details. Alex Kurtzman, another director who thinks this shit doesn't stink. He releases one of the worst fucking movies ever made, The Mummy. And he's like, well, I guess people just aren't ready for the dark universe. Like one, we didn't ask for it. And two, your movie's fucking stupid. You're a terrible writer. You're a terrible director. You should go out in a field somewhere, dig a hole, and then blow your own fucking brains out and fall into that hole so that no one ever fucking finds you, you fucking cunt bastard. Alex Kurtzman, producer of Star Trek Discovery. He's going to sue you for saying that. Just throwing that out there. Fucking good. So. I'm gonna. I'll go fucking ask for a trial by combat, and I'll fight Alex Kurtzman. I'll break his fucking legs off and beat him to death with him. Fucking bitch. Okay. Anyway, that's I do my agree issue. to your point that uh, that directors and producers who suck and their movie bombs should just own up to it and say we fucked up. Yeah, Paul Feig. Paul Feig's another great example. Yeah, blamed everybody but himself. What what movie was that that he blamed everybody about? I can't remember. I think it was called uh, The Heat, or maybe it was uh, Tammy. Uh, gosh, no, it's, it's I don't think so. Those, were, those were pretty successful movies for him. Mm. Can't think was, of it. Uh, Identity Thief? No. Yeah. 
I, uh, you know, I just, I don't know what you're talking, I'm not sure, I can't remember what other movie he might have done that, uh, they went back and did fucking reshoots to make fun of the people who were blasting their YouTube trailer, a bunch of sons of bitches, who went back and did expensive reshoots to add social commentary to the movie that was already finished and never should have existed in the first place, you dumb son of a bitch. It sounds like you're, you're talking about a very very specific movie but i think no. it, it would edificate everybody if you would just tell us what movie that was because then maybe the conversation could progress i don't i just i don't remember what movie it was it's uh it's almost as though i've blocked it from my memory yeah but not the traumatic horrors of watching a beloved franchise that, that is near and dear to me treated with such frivolous fucking disregard yeah. The, the whole lot of them were a bunch of, it's just a, a bag of soggy dicks, the motherfuckers. God damn it. Ah. It feels bad, man. It does feel bad. It feels bad to be excited for something for 10 years. And you hear, this is coming. This is coming. Maybe it's not coming. Maybe it's coming. Solid news. It's coming. But by the way, uh, it's, it's also going to be laced with fucking poison. I, you know, I don't think Tim knows what you're talking about, and I think if you could tell him, that would be really helpful. Uh, you mean you're trying really hard <laughs> to get me to throw a reference, and I'm just not going to do it. I have to save the. I have to save them up. Yeah, I have a wallet of references. There's Every no episode, saving it up. You only get one per episode, except for that I'm episode gonna, where gonna, you got like 15 in. Yeah, I'm going to save them up. I don't yeah. care what you say. Well, uh, that's my that's my issue. People that won't and people in Hollywood not admitting that they'd made a bad movie. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. Yep. There's no, there's no accountability. Yep. For that. Yep. There's not like a burn court where someone just comes out and says, officially this movie was bad and you are bad. And then the person is like required by movie court to, to, to grovel and get on like kneel on a broomstick and say, I made a bad movie. Everyone. I'm sorry. Yeah. That would be awesome. All right. Uh, so I guess now that we have a, a guest host, Tim, the handle breaker, I guess it would be your turn to do an issue. All right. So here's what I don't get. Dreams. 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 Yep. Not lifely okay. aspirations. I'm talking about the stuff that happens when you're asleep. Yep. Because apparently okay. no one else does no one else gets them either. Uh the scientific community, the um scientific community cannot they have not found out how or why these things happen. And it's something that happens to everyone in the world, right? Yeah. You ever meet someone who says that it doesn't though? Yeah, and they're lying. Don't you just want to punch them in the face? <laughs> they're in lying the to my face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never have dreams. You just want to be like, I'm just want fucking. No, the average person has three to five dreams a night. You just don't remember most. I believe it. Yeah. Um. So my problem with dreams is how weird they are. You know what I mean? Some people would enjoy that. No, I I do enjoy that. Um. I just don't get why they're so weird. Your dreams they pull from things that happened ten years ago. People you don't even remember consciously. Yeah. There'll be like places that you recognize in your head, but then when you remember the dream later, you're like, that's not that, like that place at all. No. You're, oh, that's exactly right. That yeah. happens to me every time I dream about a location. I was at, I had this dream where I was at my grandma's house, but why did my grandma's house have like a foundry in the middle of it? That's really yeah. weird. 
and I was driving a car inside of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, you're exactly right. Man, dreams are a fascinating topic to me, so I'm glad you brought this in. Yeah, uh, I'm going to describe uh, my, most, my most recent one. Sometimes I write these down, you know, if I remember it as soon as I wake up, I'll grab my phone and uh, jot it down real quick. You know, sometimes I interpret dreams. Oh, really? Well, let's see what you can interpret out of this one. We'll give it a shot. Okay. Go ahead. World War II. Uh, Like, you might not like the interpretation. Just throwing that out there. No, that's fine. World War II. Back in high school. um, In occupied country. But instead of planes, you know, Zeros, World War II fighters, it was dragons. That's weird. Okay. Any any specific events? Um, dragon coming down and, you know, just breathing fire over the school as we're in the school. So it was kind of like a Cold War 80s feel. Yeah. I think, I think you might be, you might have been dreaming about the old Dean of Students. Um, at our high school, oh man, since she was literally a dragon. Oh, I haven't see, I haven't thought about her since high school either. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Normally, it takes me a while to sit and chew on things when I when I try to make sense of dreams for people, but <clears throat> and it's not something I usually talk about a whole lot. First time I've yeah. mentioned it on the show. But um, so the setting, something dreadful, something oppressive. You feeling oppressed in your life? Yeah, a hundred percent of the time. 24-7. So, oppressive situation, that's the first thing that you, like, there's things I can't tell you that yeah, I have there for you to figure yeah. out what your oppressive situation is. And uh, a dragon, uh, traditionally, is some sort of uh, enemy, and biblically, it would be Satan. Mm-hmm. You feel like there's some sort of monster, some sort of uh, negative energy, some sort of negative force, creating chaos in your life and confronting you directly mm. if it's in your face, breathing fire. Okay. That's what your dream means. All right. See, so yeah. like, I mean, if, if I knew more about you personally, yeah. this is the first time you and I've talked. If I knew more about you personally and I, and you were able to like sit down and really tell me details about this happened and so-and-so was there and blah, 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 probably hash out more about what's going on, but you feel oppressed and you feel like there is something actively working against you in your life. Ta-da. See, I, I enjoy this. See, this is the part about dreams that I enjoy, you know, trying to figure out what they mean. Um, the other thing I wanted to get into was, uh, uh, reoccurring dreams. You guys have any recurring I've had dreams? Those. Yeah. Uh, my, I've had those. My top one would probably be driving into a guardrail off of a cliff into a lake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is a warning to never drive drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I got that down pat. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I, used to, um, I used to have end of the world dreams every year. Like once a year, I'd have an end of the world dream. I smell a joke coming from a mile away. What's your end of the world dream? What time of year? Tax time? No, they they were all different. Um, but it was about every year I'd have these dreams where like everything was being the world was destroyed. Oh, well, that's not nearly as funny as I was hoping. Yeah, there was no joke there. <laughs> uh, everyone knows about the recurring dreams I had about that house that I used to live in. Yeah, where I would try to reach the top and the stairs would fall away. Blah blah blah. Funny, funny thing. Uh, of course, several episodes ago I talked about visiting the house. I have not had a dream about trying to reach that room since. Interesting. Since I made it up to that room and looked around, it was like, 
fucking final. Tim, did you hear about this? No, I didn't. Have you followed the show? So I, uh, I, I, I lived in this house in 1989, damn near 30 years ago. I had started having dreams about trying to reach the room that was my bedroom at the top of the, the top on the top floor. Uh-huh. And every time I would try to reach this room in my dreams, like the stairs would fall away. And of course the house never looked the same, right? Yeah. It was always laid out different. Uh, the stairs would fall away or there would be ghosts that would attack me and I couldn't get there or some, or I'd go to the room and then it would turn out that was a decoy room. And the actual room I wanted to go to was further up and there would be like, like thir- 13 or 14, like the, the house became a tower Yeah. and I was trying to get to like the 13th or 14th floor of this tower. And every time I'd go to the room and be like, Nope. And then I have to go up another flight of stairs to another room. And it was always this, this monstrous thing. Yeah. So I, uh, the house went up for sale. And I contacted the realtor and my wife, Aunt Buck, and I, we went to the house and looked around it and I just went up to the fucking room. And I actually took video with my phone of me doing this just to make sure I remembered it. And uh, I was like, okay, I made it to the room. Fuck you, you, dreams. Fuck you. Fuck you, dreams. And they went away. Yeah, dreams are a very powerful thing. Um, One more thing I wanted to mention is this is how powerful they are. I want to know what percentage of the population has had post schooling that that terrible, terrible nightmare where you're in school and it's like the last week of school and you say, oh, there's a class I haven't gone to all semester. Yeah. I never had that one. Really? Uh, yeah. Or, the worst. or there's like a test that day or I mean, there's just there's so much anxiety about high school. You're right. It is like a terrible it's it's that's how bad the schooling system is is yeah. that it gives most people nightmares ptsd for, for lack of a better term no <laughs> seriously for years and years after you've graduated you know and never even set foot in that school again you'll have those nightmares yep yeah so uh when i got out of high school and i was in my i'd say early 20s maybe almost mid 20s uh, I started having, I had this dream one night. I never had dreams of horrible things in high school, at least not that I can remember. But I had a dream that, uh, and this is, this will give you insight into the deep arrogance of Uncle Buck. I had this dream that uh, some of the teachers at the school contacted me and said, listen, there's new management, there's new, there's new principal, there's new everything here, and we need you to come back as a student and be rebellious like you were when you were in high school to show the new management who's like to teach them a lesson to fight back. <laughs> that's like a, it's like, you, yeah, it's a weird you movie. Come back and script. fight the system. So that's, that, that, that was does my sound like a weird movie, movie, like a weird, a weird Billy weird Madison too. Yeah. yeah. Billy Madison too. <laughs> so there you go. Like they get, um, <clears throat> they get some like terrible principal in there and the, the teachers are all, like they can't live with his, mm-hmm. his, his ways. And like, there's only one man who could ever defeat a principal so soundly. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like in, this, the, in the dream. It this felt like August, a, a sequel. Uh, who, who would it, who would it be? Um, who's the guy, who's the guy that's in Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. <laughs> this August, Rob Schneider is uncle <laughs> buck. <laughs> He's not, he, he doesn't have the physical size to play me, but he gained the weight, man. It, it did feel like, uh, it, it did feel like a sequel as it was happening in the dream. I was going to be like high school too. this time it's personal or so. I don't know. Some yeah. sort of dumb shit. 
He's back in the saddle and he's here to ruin your math class. Someone call Canon Films. We can get this made this week. That would be pretty funny. We'll, we'll give that as, a, as an idea to uh, Mononk Pat for his independent film company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... that'd be pretty good. Uncle Buck is high school student again. Again. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's that, that, that'd be the third one. <laughs> again, again, no. That, that time he, has, he gets sent to a, foreign, to a foreign high school. <laughs> I get hired out to other schools to go and wreck their uh, administration administrative people. Uh, that would be man. Yeah. So that's how arrogant I was and am. Uh, so Tim, what's your opinion on lucid dreaming? Lucid dreaming is, uh, I don't, I've never done it. Um, I don't know if I want to try, you know, I think everyone has the, the wish to be able to control their dreams, you know, I don't know, man. That seems, it seems really freaky to me. I have, I, I actually went through a stage where I tried to induce it. Uh, I've tried a lot of weird things in my life. <clears throat> so, uh, what do you got there, Tab? I've what got a wrench attached up? to my finger. Okay, I didn't know. I, I couldn't tell if maybe that was like a high school tassel or something. I couldn't see that well on the camera. Oh, anyway. High no, he tassel. burned that the, the same day. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I have managed to lucid dream once or twice, but it's always the, it gets hyper vivid, but I can never maintain it because uh-huh. back when I was trying, I was, it was before I got my CPAP machine, I have terrible sleep apnea. And so the minute I would be like, Oh, I'm aware that I'm dreaming and I can do funky things in my dream. I would, I would stop breathing and wake the fuck up. They say that if you, if you are lucid dreaming and you can find a mirror in the dream, you can directly communicate with your subconscious. I never got to try it no. except once, and he didn't say anything. I had a, a I had a, uh, a lucid dream once. I was in, I was hanging out with my dad. We were driving somewhere, and then, and he's like, "All right, I'm a vampire. I'm gonna need to turn you into a vampire." I was like, "Whoa, I don't want to be a vampire, man. That's fucked up." And then he like pulls into a gas station, and all these vampires come out of the shadows to like mm-hmm. eat me, turn me into a vampire. Right. And I was real scared for a second, and then I realized, like, there are no fucking vampires. This has to be a dream. And then I was like, I'm going to fucking kill all these vampires because it's a dream, and I did. You know, yeah. I've had the exact same dream, except it wasn't a lucid dream. You just got eaten by vampires? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks for you, man. I've had times <laughs> where, in the middle of a dream, I would realize I was dreaming, and I would try to control it, mm-hmm. but the dream never worked that way. Like, if there was a... There was one time when I was a kid and I dreamed about uh, uh, this mob boss was coming after me. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I know I'm dreaming, so I'm giving myself lightning fingers where I can just zap you with my fingers. And I touched him and like the sparks went. And he just looked at me like, and? I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm still fucked. Yeah, he probably figured out it was a lame superpower to give yourself in a dream. <laughs> I was like, I was in first grade. What do you want from me? <laughs> Lightning fingers. Uh, you guys ever have the uh, falling down dream? Waking oh yeah, up from all falling? the time. Oh. No. No? It's, you you never, you're never like about to fall asleep and then it feels like you're falling and you jerk yourself back awake? Oh, those are terrible, man. No, the only time I jerk myself back awake, there's a hand involved. The worst is, is uh, sleep paralysis. You guys ever have that? Where you wake up and you're it. still frozen. Oh, yes. Uh, I've had that. Oh, man, it's bad. Yeah, yeah it's terrifying. Um, 
I I didn't have it happen to me. I tried to induce it going in. Yeah. That was part of the lucid dreaming thing where you lie there and you like try to get your body to fall asleep while your mind's awake. Um, I dozed off. I woke up and then I kept my mind awake while my body slumped back down into sleep. That's the following thing that you're feeling, by the way. Yeah. Your body kind of like slumping back into sleep. And as soon as I realized that, like as soon as my body fell asleep, I heard the most God awful, unbelievably loud rumbling noise. Sounded like someone had uh, about four freight trains outside. Just <laughs> rattled my entire body. I felt vibrations and shit. And then I heard a carrier wave over top of that. Sounded like that sound from uh, Transformers. Whenever the little guy's on Air Force One and he plugs in, you hear that <laughs> signal. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I woke up. <laughs> I've done that like twice. Anything else I can talk over? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You guys, uh, you guys sleep talk. I sleep talk. Yeah, yeah. I sleep. I sleep shout. I <laughs> I don't sleep talk, but I do. I do. Like if someone wakes me up while I'm sleeping, I will talk to them as a continuation of whatever dream I was having. Oh, that's fine. And I know that's happened before because I've fallen asleep in my room with the light on. Someone comes, wakes me up. And I'm I'm pointing at the light, yelling light, light, light. At least that's what I think of. That's that's what I think I'm yelling. And then my brother comes in with a glass of water. He's pointing it at me like, "Here's the water you asked for." <laughs> so so the next day, yeah, it's the next day. He tells me, "No, you were yelling water, water, water." While pointing at a lamp. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know that that water that you're referring to is awful bright. Um. I don't, but Aunt Buck did while, when she was pregnant. Uh, that's weird. Like, like sleepwalking runs in her family mm-hmm. because that's just a, 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 an issue. It's genetic. You pass it down genetically, but it's a disengage where your sleep paralysis doesn't kick in all the time. Yeah. And allows you to act out whatever's going on in your dream. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I would, uh, when I was on second shift, I would come to bed and she'd already be asleep and I'd mention something to her and she'd start talking about God knows what, what was going on in her job, or she'd be having a conversation with somebody. And the fun thing is then just to sit there and start talking to them. Like you just dive right into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Hey baby, how you doing tonight? You know, if you would stop, uh, putting that on the counter, maybe it would stop falling off the counter. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe if you would keep the counter clean, then I wouldn't have to, it w- I-, I could put it further back from the edge. Maybe if there was room on the table, I could put it on the table. Don't you talk to me that way. Look, if you want the table clean, you go back and, oh, it's the best thing. And then she never remembers it. It's awesome. Man, that's messed up. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not messed up at all. That's, pretty that's part of being up. married. People start, she, she, she's just dreaming. So I'm just helping her dream along. Or you could throw him a curveball. What counter? There's no counter there. Don't you remember? The Giants took it. Yeah. Well, did you call the giant exterminator? Of course I did, but they're three days late because they're uh, off fighting the giant invasion in the north. How's that going? Well, apparently the giants are winning, so the giants have, have to... the giants have oil, so we have to invade. Yeah, <laughs> the giants are winning, so I've been drafted. Now I've got to go fight giants too. Well, how are you going to do it? 
I'm, I've got my giant slingshot. I'm going to go fucking fight giants. <laughs> I don't know. It's just however it goes. And then because it's a dream, they just go right along with it. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it's just dreams, man. They're, uh, they're crazy. I've enjoyed that issue. That's been a lot of fun, if you can't tell. All right, well, if that's two issues, then I guess it's time to take care of a little bit of housekeeping, Tab. Are you are you excited about continued housekeeping? I am. I am excited about, about continued housekeeping. About still having to do this fucking... Anyway, this week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by... The Ricada News Network, definitely not fake news. It's Twitter Tuesday again. I love that you you have the grabby shark on screen. President Trump, this is this is this is blowing up right now. President Trump is currently embroiled in a Twitter feud with the father of a basketball player. Have you heard about this? Uh, maybe. The whole debacle began in early November when some U.S. basketball players were visiting China, which is always a mistake, and started making trouble in the neighborhood. They were arrested for shoplifting from a Louis Vuitton store. In China, conviction of shoplifting can come in with a very stiff penalty of uh, one or two or ten years in prison. Oh, yeah, you'll get your hand cut off there. (laughs) I didn't see about that. I think you're thinking about the Middle East. President Trump, during during a recent visit to China, requested the Chinese President Xi Jinping... I'm probably mispronouncing that, that the players be released. So he asked him, hey, these guys, can you can you release them? Uh, chiding the players as knuckleheads. President Xi agreed, and within a week, all the players were on a plane back to Los Angeles with all charges against them having been dropped. So they robbed a store. President showed up and said, hey, can you let them out, please, pretty please? And they got out. President Trump tweeted celebrating their release and openly asked for their thanks which during a press conference, all the players involved gladly gave. So, hey, uh, I got you out of here. You want to, you want to, how about a little thank you? How about, you know, just, just old Uncle Trump, you know, just uh, just a little thanks, be, be great. And they did. However, the father of one of the players, LeVar Ball, made his opinion known that he had little thanks for the president and claimed that President Trump had little to do with the boy's release. Uh, not one to be great, not one to graciously forgive a slight against him. The president took to Twitter, firing back at Mr. Ball, calling him ungrateful and declaring that he should have allowed his son and the other players to remain in Chinese prison, which is pretty harsh. Also not one to swallow his pride. Mr. Ball made an appearance on CNN fake news during which he went on a disjointed rambling diatribe against the president and claimed that it wasn't enough that the president secured his son's release, but that he also should have flown his son home on the president's personal jet air force one. LeVar also went on to insinuate that it wasn't even the president that secured his son's release. but rather his own agents who, uh, quote, had boots on the ground. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Is this news with sharks again? The sharks read the news, man. Okay, if you're not watching the $10 thing, you're missing out on Tab not paying attention to the news. The president then responded on Twitter, calling LeVar an ungrateful fool and a poor man's version of Don King. So this is blowing up right now. Any comments on it? Any social commentary? Uh, I mean, two things that I really, really, really care about. Basketball <laughs> and the president. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, you went and committed a crime in another country, and the fact that you're not in fucking jail right now. 
Yeah, by all by all means, use that platform to uh, criticize your political opponents. Very mature. Well, the funny thing is, the player didn't. It was his dad. Yeah, well, he but he's using his the platform that was given to him because his son is a thief. Yeah. To say to, the, like people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. The, apparently, what they stole from the Louis Vuitton for, uh, store was like a seven hundred and fifty dollar pair of, of sunglasses. For one, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That there would be $750 glass. The fact that these shades that I wear for the show were $60 is absurd to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abjectly absurd. So. You know who You know who we should get to sponsor the show? Louis Vuitton? Warby Parker, who sells exactly. sunglasses, and we can have oh, new okay. sunglasses every week. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, I'll, I'll get right on that. So, uh... This reminds me of that time, and uh, I think maybe this uh, got talked about on the Discord. This reminds me of the time back in the, what was it, 90s, when that kid went to Singapore and spray-painted a bunch of cars and Mm -hmm. got the shit caned out of him. Yep. Yep. Weird Al wrote a song about it. I know. Mm -hmm. And that was the, the most reference I knew about it until I had to go look it up. It's nuts. Why do people feel compelled to go to another country and just be a prick? Because they're athletes and athletes get given everything that they ever fucking want as long as they're good enough. I suppose. That's why athletes can fail class after class after class and still get a degree. That's why athletes can are the constantly committing sexual assault and not like facing any time time any type of jail time like oh this kid raped this girl, well He's the star of the lacrosse team or a, a head quarterback. Like, can't let him, can't let these charges stick. Let's destroy her. Let's cover her in attorney nonsense. Yeah. It all goes back to money. Yeah. You know, sports. Well, and the flip side. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, the sports programs make up so much of um, the income for, you know, universities and high schools. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The flip side of the coin is there's a lot of, uh, sports guys that get accused of things by chicks who were just after money. Yeah, that's that's was- also that's also fair. But the default is like everybody's fucking losing their minds about the NFL taking the knee thing. But they were all fucking silent when NFL player after NFL player beat the shit out of woman after woman on fucking video. Like ah, that's no big deal. Yeah, oh, but mean, they're gonna they're gonna take bags. a fucking knee during the national anthem. Fucking outrageous! I'm boycotting. I'm not gonna watch the NFL. That'll sure show them. No, it won't. They don't fucking care about. Oh, you. The, those videos of old dudes burning all of their NFL gear. Oh, yeah. I, I have never laughed so hard. Until your yeah. team has a, has another winning season. When your team's in the Super Bowl, let's see how how long that boycott lasts. Yeah. Go and shell out another hundred bucks for a jersey with someone else's name on it. Yeah, these dudes something were something I never understood. They were burning dozens of jerseys that you know cost a hundred bucks a piece, and I was just like, they already have your money. <laughs> yeah, you're not. They, 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 they're they're glad you're burning shit. Yeah, because you know the guy on the team is sitting there and in his uh, four thousand dollar a month apartment or whatever. His condo is private house in Malibu surfing the web on YouTube in the off season and he sees you like, well, I just think that what you did was un, un- this is just un- unconscionable. And so I'm going to burn this shirt that I have with your name on it. 
here you go, motherfucker. Which that's fine. Like if you want to do that, go ahead. I'm not going to tell you not to. But that and guy doesn't even the, get money for that. His team I know, gets I the understand money. The, I understand the sentiment of wanting to make your voice heard, but at the same time, like I, I just can't imagine that football player is going to go, man. You know what? That guy burned. That guy burned a jersey with my name on it. I, shit, dude. Maybe I need to start rethinking my life. Yeah. He really told me, man. He really did. Nobody changes their opinion. No. No. Some people do. This is not very it's, often. It's rare. And they don't talk about it. Yeah. People who change their opinions do so in secret. I, they keep I, their fucking head down. Did I talk about I changed someone's mind? You did. Uh, something to have to do with theater. Yeah, I uh, I changed the I changed the music director's mind on the show that I recently did um, about having the band in a separate location from mm-hmm. the show that's actually going on. He came up to me opening night and was like, "You changed my mind." I'm like, "I changed your mind about what?" Because no one ever changes <laughs> their mind. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> "That disbelief. Is this a trick? Is this a trick? <laughs> You're trying to fool me here." Yeah, like, where is this candid camera? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go on Discord later and say that you were just quoting lyrics from a song? Yeah, that's that's true. That's a true, yeah. that's a true story. Anyway. I don't know anyone who would do that. I know. I used to be a janitor. <laughs> All right. Any other comments on this? No. No. All right, I'm going to cap that one out this week now that we've taken care of that. So this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. So while that takes care of our legal obligations for this week, which are apparently never going to go away. Nope. We're going to, we're going to be in legal debt until we, the guys making YouTube videos. Like every one of those YouTube videos costs us like $35,000. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, our lawyer, Nick Ricada, uh, who we pay a retainer to via doing these news articles to his, his, this family's news network. Motherfucker's got his own show now yep. where he does, where he talks shit about lawsuits that make no fucking sense. Loss planning. Yeah. Loss planning. So I guess you can look up Ricada law on YouTube if you want to and go check that out. Uh, tell him we sent you and maybe he'll knock a couple dollars off our retainer fees. But in the meantime, while that does uh, chip away insignificantly at our retainer fees, that does not keep the lights on here in the buck studio or in tabs dungeon basement. So for the, the he studios. just turned the lights off like a fucking prick. Cool uh, object lesson there. So for that, we have patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which as always stands for here's what I don't get. If you go to patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, we have three tiers that you can choose from. If you choose to support the show financially, which a lot of you have done this week, and thank you very much. Tab, we have four tiers, Buck. We have four tiers. That's right. We I got to update my copy tiers. now. Four tiers. Do you know anything about the these four tiers? One buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode. We have the two it buck does. cuck tier, which gets you access to the Mad Cucks content. I also like how you put buck cuck. That little subtlety there is an insult to me. No, that wasn't. Okay. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> you let it ride now. Huh? There's, a, there's the five buck tier, which gets you access to our bonus episodes. And then the 10 bucks here, which gives you access to the video episodes and also the video Mad Cucks content. So it's a great way to support the show. We really appreciate everybody who who does it. Um, if money's tight this month or maybe you're already a Patreon subscriber, swing over to iTunes or Google Play and give us a five-star review and subscribe to the YouTube yeah. page because we post a lot of clips of the, the show there. You can like and share them with some of your friends. So really appreciate that. A great way to interact with the show 
And I guess yeah. it also supports the show. So swing over to our Discord, the HWIDG Discord, where we talk about all kinds of things. Early issue discussion. You can vote on the episodes. Uh, every so often we'll do like just a chat hangout where we'll hop in a channel and just, you know, chat it up. So I have started when I'm doing my video editing. I will uh, I'll jump into the chat room and and listen to people talk while I breathe heavily into the microphone and cuss. Yeah. At so, technical difficulties. It's a great it's a great way to uh it's a great way to to those are all great ways to support the show and interact with the show and we really appreciate it. So thanks thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks everybody who's already on the Patreon and thanks to everybody who is going to join the Patreon after this episode. Yeah. I mean it's and thank you to everyone who has joined recently. A special thank you. Yeah, that's a, that, another great point. So Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Because now we make more than another certain person who doesn't deserve to make anything at all. All right. So I guess we're getting back to issues. Uh, I'm calling an audible on the one that I told you earlier this week. Yep. Because uh, something happened to me while I was at work today and it pissed me off enough. And it's enough of an issue. It's a real world issue that I think a lot of people are really going to resonate with. So, here's what I don't get. Not fixing the problem. Yeah. So, you know what I mean by this? You'll, in general, we'll start in general, and then we'll narrow in. You'll be, you'll be in the midst of something, anything, any sort of activity or task or chore, some sort of action. Tim, do you know about action? Yeah. Good. Good. I was hoping you did. And you'll come across an issue that prevents you from performing action, such as a tool not functioning correctly or a person preventing you mm. or an act of God comes down. And instead of directly confronting the problem, you find a half-assed cheap workaround, excuse me, that you can skirt around the issue and leave it in place. You're not fixing the problem. You're just putting a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. And as and Tab, I'm sure, I, I guarantee you know, you have stories about this. Is there, is there any that, pop, that come to mind immediately? Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of Band-Aid fixes. But, you know, well, every so often you'll have people that will dump a bunch of money on, like, a expensive piece of processing equipment, like a feedback exterminator. Have you ever heard of those? Yeah. Uh, that basically act as they're an active EQ whenever feedback starts to happen and they're real fucking expensive and they add a lot of buzz to your system and you could just not turn everything up all the way. Like that's a great way to exterminate feedback. So let me, let me break apart what you just did because uh, I'm not supposed to do this, but there's a solution to the issue of not fixing the problem. It's fixing called the fixing problem. the problem. Yeah. And that requires you to do something called a root cause analysis. Tim, do you know about root cause analysis? Yep. You find Good. out what is the problem exactly. You gotta, you gotta yeah. find out what the problem is and then you solve it. It's not hard. Yeah. So I was at work today and there was a technical issue. And the technical issue has been going on for honestly a couple of years. Uh, a, a pallet moving across a conveyor would get hung on something, mm -hmm. and then I would have to go dick around with it until I could get it to come to, to stop. And the problem is, uh, this part of the conveyor 
is the back end is kind of dropped down by not even an inch. Yeah. And it would be easy. It would be inconsequentially easy to stop production for a minute, go in there with a couple of wrenches and 10 minutes worth of effort, jack the thing up to where it's supposed to be and then start the lines up again. And I've told them this, like, Hey, we have a problem with this thing getting caught on this chain over here. And it's a real pain in the dick when it, it doesn't happen every day, but when it happens, it happens like every couple of pallets and it's really fucking annoying and it causes me a lot of heartache and it's, it's just, it just fucking fix it. So this morning when I came in and I went and the lady who works third shift before me said, Hey, good news. This corner over here where the, where the problem happens, they're going to be shutting the lines down today and they're going to fix the problem. We've bitched about it enough. We've made enough of a stink. They've suffered enough downtime <laughs> that they're, they're actually going to stop production for the insignificant amount of time, and they're going to fix the problem. And I was like, that's great. Guess what? They didn't. No. And when I, I went to, uh, I'm not going to say who in the company I went to, because people I work with listen to the show sometimes, but I, I went to someone and said, hey, are we going to fix this today? No, we can't afford to shut down production that long. What the fuck do you mean? We can't afford... If that thing... Let's just, without going into details, that issue has caused more downtime over the course of a year than it would take... Like The, 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 the immediate loss would save us tons. Tons yeah. of time yeah. later yeah. on. Not going to fix it. At least not today. They're going to wait until some other bullshit time because they can't take 10 minutes of their fucking day to just problem that I've told them about for two fucking years. We had another issue. Uh, there's little elevators that, that take pallets up and down. And uh, one of them was faulting out. A piece of machinery was faulting out and I would have to go and hit a reset and then hit another reset and then hit a, and then climb stairs and hit a start button to get to go again. A pain in the ass. And it would, it would go in spells. It wouldn't do it all day and then like say 1.30 it would do it two or three times per pallet. And so I'm sitting there playing fucking firefighter trying to get this, keep this machine running. I'd go to the maintenance guys. They'd come out there. Well, we'll look at it and <laughs> nobody would fuck. And it was basically just to stand out there and with your dick in your hand and watch the machine. No one was, everyone was looking for a way to find a way around the problem. Like, Hey, maybe we should rig up a, a finger that just presses the reset button for you every couple seconds. Think that would do it? No. That's an exaggeration, but that's the kind of thing. We're, we're just, instead of fixing the problem, we're going to hire George Jetson to sit there and just push the button over and over, and that will keep the machine running. Okay, that's a Band-Aid. You're not fixing the fucking problem. We're just going to tape the button down. That way it's always reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's legitimately the kind of shit we do where yeah. I work. Yeah, instead of uh, these wires are hanging down and they're getting caught by this thing, instead of... Uh, like repairing the piece of conduit that the wires are in, we're just gonna uh, we're we're gonna tape them to the ceiling, and dust is gonna make the tape fall down in about forty five minutes, and we're gonna be back out here again. But we we can't do, we we can't muster the amount of ass it takes to stretch a piece of pipe. We just we just can't fucking do it. So that particular issue finally got solved yesterday. Whenever one of the maintenance guys got so fed up with having to go out and deal with that elevator issue, he finally, finally, this could have been done months ago, 
walked up and put his hand on the motor that controls the elevator and goes, ow, that's hot to the touch. Maybe there's a problem. You fucking think there's a problem? <laughs> oh my God. How about that? He goes, well, if the, if the motor's hot, then it could be this or this or this or this. Maybe it's a starter. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I can't believe you're actually doing a root cause analysis to find out what the fucking problem is in the first place. Lo and behold, it took them like 10 minutes to replace a starter and the whole fucking thing works now. Yeah, a few months God ago. God damn it! A few Ugh. months ago, um, I was in this Wednesday morning design meeting and in it we talk about how where we are in a design process. And the somebody asks, they're like, they're like, oh, so so and so, put your sc- images up on the screen. And he goes, anybody have a dongle? And I am so fucking sick of hearing this question from Mac users because none of their fucking computers have any ports that are actually usable so in order to put his shit on the screen he has to get some fucking dongle to turn some dipshit fucking hole on his computer that isn't an HDMI into an HDMI just put a fucking HDMI port on your fucking computer and if you're not going to do that Apple TVs can wirelessly broadcast images from a, a computer to the fucking screen just put a fucking Apple TV on there so being the calm and rational person that I am, I said this <laughs> in the meeting. I was like, why the fuck don't we just get an Apple TV and all this thing? I was like, well... It's not in the budget. We don't, we don't want to spend the time and effort and money to fix the resources to fix the fucking problem. No, that was not why. No? Like, we were okay, going to get Apple TVs Sorry. to put all over this building, but when we talked to IT, they said that our network wasn't robust to support that many streaming devices. Like, well, why is that? Well, because our total flow is too low and we don't have reliable Wi-Fi coverage over this whole building. And it'll cost us $2,500 to upgrade the Wi-Fi in this building. That's literally your fucking job, IT, is to make sure that we have internet that's better than a third world fucking country. There are some third world countries that have better better internet than that yes, there, there are is. whole swaths yeah. of this building that doesn't that don't have that have zero fucking wi-fi reception this the wi-fi in, in our buildings are so bad that i carry a small wireless router around with me everywhere and i'll just fucking plug it in so that i can have a dedicated wireless wi-fi service which they don't want they don't, you can't use your own wi-fi router because uh, then fucking put one in and not to not only that, but it doesn't fucking cost twenty five hundred fucking dollars to put in some fucking wireless routers, guys. I don't know if you know this, but I've been on Amazon, so I got I got real mad. I got real mad about this fucking explanation that I've heard too many times to count. Yeah, and I bought. Yeah. I went I went on Amazon, and for about a hundred dollars, I bought a Wi-Fi router, a bunch of little one foot, um, Cat five cables little mounts a roku i upgraded my roku so i just took my old roku yeah set it all up and now when i'm in there if i want to connect my computer they still need to buy a fucking apple tv but all the connectors are there to make an apple tv work um if i want to connect my computer i just go and log into that that wi-fi network join and screen share to the roku and boom no dongles needed so all now, now all you have to do is find some people to throw two hundred dollars at the problem. That's it. Yeah, two hundred dollars, and we're done forever. Yeah. that's what fucking pisses me off, dude. It's that whenever there's an issue, 
and you it's not just at jobs it's in personal lives at home at what the fuck ever it it just it boggles my mind there's an issue and instead of like sometimes dealing with it seems unpleasant somehow there's some sort of negative to it like it's going to cost me a couple dollars or I'm going to have to do something unpleasant I'm going to have to confront a person and I don't want to do that because I'm I'm personally cowardly that was that that's my one that I do in relationships there's something that needs to be fixed and I don't want to hurt people's feelings so I just I just make excuses well yeah. I don't want to do this maybe I'll find some sort of half-assed workaround and let the problem fester which it always does when a piece of machinery is going out and it needs replaced. It's just a festering problem. People in your life that are fucking up and you need to tell them, Hey, you're fucking up. It's a festering problem. Instead of just fucking dealing with it. We make these dumb fucking God. Why do we do this? Uh, we can't afford this to spend the time to do this. You know, times time is money. Well, aunt B you ever watch the Andy Griffith show? No. What? Ain't B call the man. Ain't <laughs> B call the man, as he says in, the, in an episode of that show. Just fucking do it. Just go. Stop making excuses. Stop. Stop fucking stop rationalizing your way into another fucking Band-Aid. Band-Aids on top of Band-Aids on top of Band-Aids. Yeah. Just get yep. to the root of the issue and fucking solve it. Yeah, it's short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. Uh, and most people don't like to think long-term. Well, because it's inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Because taking an hour of downtime or, or confronting a person whose feelings you don't want to hurt or investing the money to go get that ting, 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 ting in your car fixed, that's inconvenient. Yep. It hits your wallet or it hits your ego or it hits a bottom line for a weekly projection somewhere. But in the end, you're saving so much effort if you just fix the issue. And it drives me mortally crazy. Yeah. Especially when I do it, when I catch myself doing it. And I do it all the time. And it, it makes me just want to grab my own head and lift it off of my neck and throw it. That's my issue. It's a good issue. I agree with that. And so I want everyone to, uh, to what do you think, Sean? Oh, shit. You want to start a podcast? <laughs> I pressed a button from another podcast. So anyway, we'll cut that out. I want everyone to call the voicemail and, uh, and tell me times in your life where you, there was a bandaid on something that just needed to be fixed. I think, I think there's probably a, a lot of good stories there. I, I think that pretty much everybody that owns a car probably has one of these where mm -hmm. they like the car is making a real weird noise. So they just turn the radio up a little bit louder or a house. <laughs> That'll, yeah. That'll would, be fine. I would say house problems fall into that as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I don't there's have something, mice. There's something, you know, wonky in this room. Oh, we'll, we'll just close the door and not use that room. <laughs> There's a funny smell from a gas leak in this room. We'll light a can. We'll we'll put in a, a scent diffuser. Yeah. That'll that'll do the trick. Yep. Uh, we didn't change the filter in the air conditioning system, and uh, the the air's kind of weird in here. We'll we'll light a candle and make the air. No, we won't go change the filter. That requires going all the way to the other room and getting a chair and going to the hardware store and buying a filter 
and then standing up and pulling the old. No, fuck that. We'll just, we'll just, uh, you know, it requires effort. I'll just go do this other thing. Just carry yeah. this box of tissues around with you. Yeah. That wasn't the issue I was going to bring in today. I was going to bitch about Twitter because Twitter's fucking useless. But I did this instead. Yeah. That's a good issue. I like it. So everybody's already else? bitched about Twitter. So, well, Twitter, it's a fucking chore, right? It's We're not, not talking about Twitter now. You can save that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't Joking, get two issues. In, I don't get to sneak in a second issue. No, which was definitely what I was trying to do. I'm yeah. going to be honest about that. I'm I'm happy that you recognize that. All right. Well, then I guess this has been. Here's what I don't get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. I'm Uncle Buck. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Tim, that's you. Say something. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. If you want to call into the Here's What I Don't Get hotline and leave us a voicemail, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. You having some memory issues there? No, I have to pee real bad. You need to take a break? No, I'm good. All right. Well, we've got another one of these uh, emailed in voicemails from Stove. You know, you can put MP3s in the Discord. Yeah, you you can put it. Yeah, that would be be probably better, Stove. And then we could just delete them there and you could see you could see it not getting played on the show in real time <laughs> a little preview of whether or not your voicemail is going to get used i have not listened to this so let's see how it goes hey guys it's uh it's me with another quiet voicemail you know it's not asmr it's just uh really having to hide from his dad so he doesn't get beaten so <laughs> the jumper cables but i can tell you right now i fucked up my life is not good right Imagine. But that doesn't matter. I'm shocked. Because he's what I get. Ding, ding, ding. When fucking Buck in his microphone. You know, we've got a we've got a sneeze button. We've got a cough button. Where's the fucking fly spray button? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, that's all I've got. It's not even fly spray. It was condensed CO2. Okay. Uh, a couple people have asked. In the last episode, you would hear this noise. Let's see if I can reproduce it here. I think I'm out. Kind of like that. And I was going to talk about it, but we were right in the middle of Pat's issue, and uh, and, and Pat was on a roll, we'll say. Yep. My lamp over here uh, had like 15 fucking flies flying around it. And we talked about the invasion of flies, and I was I was a little freaked out again. And so I took this can of like duster stuff, Turned it upside down, and I was trying to freeze the flies in midair so that they would just fall down. <laughs> and I was assuming, here's the thing, I was assuming that you would hear this god-awful racket on my track and then just take it out, but... No. This is what happens when you assume it makes an ass out of you and me, so... Uh, Mostly just you, the only one that's making the noise. Yeah, that's... I, I can't take the noise out because the video all of a sudden just did this. Yeah, I even turned. <laughs> I was wanting to talk about it so bad that I uh, 
I turned the camera towards the lamp, and you even hear Pat at one point say, nice lamp, Buck. Yeah. Because I was going to try and show the flies buzzing around the lamp. They didn't show up very well. Not realizing we that when you, when you point a camera into a light source, all it sees is that light source. Well, I tried to angle it off to the side a little bit, but the fact is, because of the angle of my ceiling here, the, the light coming out of the top of the lamp was basically a secondary light source. Yeah. Reflecting off the ceiling. It's seriously like an inch and a half off the top of the lamp there. So I couldn't see the flies, and then I just didn't ever got around to saying, hey, this noise you're hearing, by the way, is me trying to kill flies. And I, I mentioned it on the Discord, but if you're curious what was going on last episode, that, that was, was it. definitely it. So you haven't. Jim, do you know anything about flies? Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't picked up one of those salt guns yet, have you? <laughs> no, I want one so bad now. I, I, oh, dude, dude, oh my God, I looked at those. I looked those up. They have a version two now. Yeah, I just saw that. And it shoots it less salt at higher velocity. <laughs> I want one. I'm going to use, when the, when the Patreon money rolls in in December, I'm definitely getting one. They're like, what, 40 bucks? Yeah, 40 bucks. Bug assault. Go to YouTube. The videos are fantastic. Ver- People yeah. doing dumb shit with them. Version three of that gun just needs to be a flamethrower. <laughs> that would, that's a that will be spider assault. They have a, they have a lawn and garden one too. The lawn the lawn and lawn and garden one shoots a larger load. Oh, for like wasps and stuff. Uh, yeah. For to kind of, uh, I'm looking at the description now. If your wife is yelling at you about the salt in her house, this one will put her over the top. Shoots a larger <laughs> load to combat pesky pets in the in the great outdoors. Yeah. To the insects, that's what your wife the, wants is for you to shoot a larger load. Yeah. To the insects destroying the flower beds and tomato patches of America, we are issuing an official warning. One pump and it's over. <laughs> uh, the, the cool thing about the bug assault is you can put any sort of granular thing in there as long as it's within a certain size mm-hmm. and table salt is just table salt, right? So you can shoot table salt at anything like the, yeah. the gun's not contaminated with flies. So yeah. You can shoot the, the bug assault at your steaks while you're grilling or you can <laughs> shoot your mashed potatoes. People are putting other spices in there like, uh, like paprika and just firing a cloud of paprika at their stuff or like a mix. You put some, uh, some McCormick grill mates shit in there. Oh shit. They come out. You can get them in like you can get one for the wife that's in pink camo. You can get your own in camo. The you can buy <laughs> you can buy a six pack. A six pack of bug assaults. Oh uh, yeah. So you can have your own little little, little squadron of your own um, little death squad. Yeah, like like if you had you could get one for like your wife and all the kids and you'd be. I mean, I guess that's for like if you're if you're going to Africa. It's like no, you, what it is. It's the North Carolina version of like a cheese and sausage pack for Christmas. Jib, sir, that's a fantastic. That listen, that gun does scream North Carolina, especially the pink yep, camo version. Yep. <laughs> because you, every chick I know that carries a handgun has the pink camo handgun right now. If you oh get my the god, there's a two pack that's the indoor and outdoor one, so you know you can have one for inside and then one for when you step outside that shoots the larger load. I just shoot the larger load, I just get the larger load one, I think. Yeah. I hear that about you. I mean, how hard is it to sweep up a little salt in your in your house? Yeah. Thirty. So it'd be thirty five bucks if you bought them in a, as a two pack deal. That's I'm I'm so doing that. I showed it to Aunt Buck, and she was like, "What? Remember we talked about the incredulity? 
Yeah. Of, of I'll say, I'll do something weird or I'll show her something weird. And she'll look at me like, what in God's name are you doing? What is, <laughs> what are you thinking? And I'll just grin like a dog that just dropped a dead mouse at your feet. Like, yep, this is what I'm doing today. <laughs> she rolls her eyes and I know I'm off to a good start. Yeah, That's bug assault. They're more, surprisingly, they're more expensive on Amazon. Fuck Amazon. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that. I think one of our podcast aggregators is Amazon, so I should probably. Hold yeah, they'll on. probably throw us out of there. Yeah, that's probably. I'm probably breaking some sort of terms of service. Like if we had an Amazon affiliate page and we were just shilling the hell out of it. Yeah, that would be breaking terms of service. Fortunately, we're not doing that. Yeah, we don't do that. We never. We never considered that as a money making option. All right, let's go back to the Discord. I think there was one listed on the Discord here. Yeah, there there is one. I got to get the Discord app to open up. It's another voicemail from Angry Stove. We already got that one where he's yelling at me for killing flies. Flies in my house, motherfucker, by the way. Just yeah. for my own sanity, having to kill flies in the middle of a show. I'm like fly busters. Having to come and exterminate flies. Still not a reference. Um. Oh, wait, this is a voicemail from Angry Stove. Hey, guys. Angry Stove here. This is how I talk. I just wanted to tell you about what really grinds my gears. Today I went to a public toilet for some nice. reason, and I did a number two, and my finger went right through the paper, and I got poo on my finger. <laughs> anyway, just thought you guys would want to know, because I'm an executive producer. <laughs> anyway, keep it real. Angry Stove, signing off. Uh, wow, that's a that's an interesting call in, Angry Stove. Thanks for thanks for calling. Uh, I think that's a, that. I think that's a good issue. Uh, the one ply paper. Oh, I agree with that. That's, that's been tackled on another podcast. We have to watch out. We might get sued. All right. Let's go to the actual voicemail app. You can I think laugh out loud. One. You don't have to laugh like fucking like a cartoon dog. You don't get, you don't get charged for laughter. <laughs> like damn Dom DeLuise over here. <laughs> Snidely Whiplash's dog. Yeah, Snidely Whiplash's dog. <laughs> <laughs> What was his name? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. All right. Uh, this one appears to be a long one. It's a minute 15, and I have not listened to it at all. At all. So here we go. Hey, guys. This is the second uh, best guest host. of. I'm guessing this is Manonk Pat, based on the... Anyway. The second season. Uh, how are you guys doing? Just wanted to tell... Uh, Hey guys, uh, have a great uh, third season. And here's what I don't get for this week: fancy mall parking lots. You know those that have like a little path made in concrete that you have to follow, and it's really impossible to go around anything. You can't go in straight line. When you when there's no more parking space, well, well, it's all taken by all the big scenery of grass and concrete and everything. Sure. And uh, you have to. Once, like, there's someone there, you can't go around that person anyway. It's just fucking bullshit. I miss those days where parking lots were used to just be, like, pavement for miles. And you yes. could go around straight lines and whatever, like, you, you find a lamp post and you just go and do some uh, handbrake stuff around it because there's nothing in the way. There's nothing else. So, yeah, I miss those <laughs> days. And... uh here you go, guys. Have a good evening. All right. 
I have mixed feelings about things like sidewalks and parking lots because having a designated area where you're not going to get run over, potentially, yeah, not a bad thing. But it does take up parking lot space. Or, or you could just be conscious of cars around you because they're not moving that fast. Uh, sometimes they are. But then again, I'm in Statesville. Sometimes yeah. people in Statesville just drop. Just drive like jackasses through a parking lot. I was talking about that today. I missed, they used to, parking lots, they used to like keep a space between, you know, between two park, the two parking spaces. So you're face to face, but then there'd be a sidewalk down the center. Mm-hmm. I, I missed that. Now I was going to bring in an issue and I didn't, but I'll talk about it here. Sneaking and that's in another issue lots, this week. It's parking lots that don't have the, the, the slanted parking spaces you know what i'm talking about yeah mm-hmm. where you're driving one way up the aisle and then you pull into a space yeah because parking lots that have the, the the straight up and down parking spaces inevitably are too close together and vehicles are just getting bigger these days unless you drive a smart car or some little cucky piece of shit and so and people don't also just don't know how to fucking park yeah and so when you're trying to pull into a parking space where both sides the people on both sides of you have crowded your line and you pull into this space and you go to open your door and you can't, it drives me crazy. Just open your door anyway, a bunch of times. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong. I do. <laughs> but, uh, aunt Buck doesn't like it when I do that in her van because then it scrapes some of the paint off of her, off of her door. Yeah. Just, uh, when you see that, then just get out and just kick in their door panel and then get back in your car and go find another parking space. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about that, but now there's cameras everywhere, so you can't get away with it. That's an insurance claim. So then what you have to do is you have to, to, to drive, you have to drive through the parking lot with a, a pad and a pencil, take note of where there are people who are parked like fucking idiots, and then leave, go to your buddy's house, and have him with an unmarked vehicle that you can drive back, and he drops you off, and you, then you walk, and you're wearing a disguise, and you walk through the parking lot with your notepad, and you look, okay, in uh, row F, Slot 14, this guy was parked like a jackass, and if he's still there, then you go kick in his door, and then you leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most most places don't have full monitoring of the full parking lot yeah. with cameras because they don't want to take accept li- liability for damage done to other people's cars because if they had that, then they could a person could sue them and say, like, oh, you have liability over your parking lot because you have all these cameras. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I guess you'd know a lot about getting sued. So <clears throat> that's all the voicemails we've got for this week. Any other parting thoughts before we uh, before we shut her down? Uh, no, just thanks for making it fifty two episodes with us, everybody. This is a, yeah. this is our fifty second episode. We've done a whole year, a whole year of shows. It only feels that's like right. it's been an hour and a half. Yeah, it only feels like it's been like twenty six for me though. So actually, yeah. it's it's more than that. It's been thirty episodes for me. So. How do you feel? Finally hitting 30. Uh, I feel like I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in your 30s. Yeah. Listen, that's not a joke. That is not a fucking joke, you asshole. So, all right. Uh, hey, Tim, yeah. thanks for uh, joining us on the show today, man. No problem. Next time, maybe you can talk some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. And I'm Uncle Buck. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.